Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, the man who will be with me this weekend for SummerSlam, <laughs> one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this SummerSlam Eve, sir? Yes, I did not bring my ex-teammates Darius Butler and AJ Hawk with me to mm. the uh, to, to the PC to, uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess, to be my bodyguards. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah no like i this shows you like i've just been following them on recap i haven't even been turning them on especially now now with like sports and like ultra high drive it's like i'll watch SummerSlam just because but i mean like and and it's not like you're you kind of have all the idea of what the plots are i mean nothing's nothing's changed except it's going to be in the terror dome or the thunder dome or thunderdome or or the Silver Dome, like what, <laughs> like what? What dome is this going to be in? I think it's a Thunder WWE Thunderdome. And by the way, we're talking about WWE and wrestling and SummerSlam, which again is the second biggest, or I guess third biggest. Oh, is it second or third? Is it bigger than I Royal th- Rumble? No, I think it's no. I think you know what? If you think about the the size of the venue, because mm-hmm. in well, recently Royal Rumbles have been have been in baseball stadiums. Like, right. I think the last one was in, like, where the Astros play. And mm-hmm. so, but I don't think SummerSlam has ever been in a baseball stadium. So I would say it's it's two. Like, no, it's three. Because you got to yeah. think, you got to have a big stadium to start the road. Yes. yes. <laughs> big stadiums are needed for the road. We were talking WWE SummerSlam. Neither one of us has paid much attention to wrestling recently but it is this weekend so we will find some time well, except for the except it. for the sad news that um that renee young is leaving wwe and yeah. no she's not probably not going to aw she's she's bigger than wrestling she's, she's like she could be like a, a media star and like something well way more important than sports entertainment so so good luck to renee yeah so renee young she was a ringside announcer she hosted a couple of couple of shows for wwe she is no longer with the company. Um, again, AEW is the competitor to WWE, and the cons do have a bag. But like Chris said, Renee Young can easily do some ESPN, Fox, ABC, whatever, you know, Disney money or Fox money um, as well, doing some big things on that, on that scale. So, again, congrats to Renee Young, and congrats to you guys because, again, we, as we're doing this right now, as we're taping this, we are less – well, we're a little bit more than three weeks away – from the NFL season kicking off, ladies and gentlemen. We've something almost happened made this, it. Something happened this week, Roy. Something happened. We've almost made it. Something happened. That thing that Chris is talking about, some pads went on, ladies and gentlemen. Excitement. Those dudes. Those dudes I felt something. Pads on, ladies and gentlemen. I felt something in my veins. I felt <laughs> like, I don't know, like, you see that, like, you know that meme, hook this into my veins? Yes. It, I need Instagram football, Instagram stories in my veins. I need Tim Hightower. Mm. Burning Darius Slay. Oh no, sorry, mm. John Hightower. John Hightower. I, 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 oh, oh, sorry, John Hightower. His, yes, his brother. Uh, I, I need Quez Watkins Quezzy. consistently torching Russell Douglas, which is a, which is a surprise <laughs> to no one. And and I need normalcy. I need upper body, lower body, middle body injuries. Wait. So before we get into that, and before we actually intro the show, you left out something from that. You you, you talked about Did the I? videos you saw. You left out a couple of videos. We saw the first couple of videos we saw on <laughs> Chad Johnson's yes. Twitter page. Yes, you left yes. Those N- out. yes, NFL insider. I had no idea he was an insider. Chad yeah. Johnson. So obviously, you like when someone slips in the DMs, like mm-hmm. like Deshaun Jackson, you can become Jason Lockenfora. 
you can become J- Jason Lockenfor. You you can be you know the net, maybe maybe he maybe he was the inside inform, informant for the Eagles last year. We always talked about <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey and Josina Anderson. Maybe Deshaun Jackson was the guy. We don't know, but we do know. Say it with me, Mister Twenty Five Miles an Hour. <laughs> putting in work this week someone needs to like i don't know put that on like like you know make like one of those speed limit signs and put speed <laughs> limit 10 or uh, just make ooh, it like green okay all right yeah, because that. because because that's the litmus test man like I, I mean if if he stays healthy for 75 percent of the season whatever 75 percent of the season is i'm not even gonna say 12 games because yeah. that might be 100 percent of the season correct i i will i'll feel i'll if someone can guarantee promise or give me <laughs> some more insurance that Deshaun Jackson will play 75% of this season, I will I'll feel more optimistic about my prognostications, which will be going down in what two weeks? Two weeks, man. Two weeks. The prognostications coming soon. So yeah, so we'll talk about that. That's in the second part of the show because in the first part of the show we have to talk about and we have to talk about the local basketball team. Um, because apparently we care about these wins and losses more than they do, according to their coach. Um, so we'll discuss their 2-0 deficit to the Celtics. And we will talk about happier things in the final segment of the show because our Philadelphia Flyers of Hockey up 3-2 to two over the Montreal Canadiens. Hopefully they can close things out this week in that series and move on to the next Tomorrow round. Tomorrow at yes. 7. Which Friday is at 7. All, Friday at know, 7. Oh, sorry. Friday at 7. Yes. But you know what is going on at 6.30 on Friday as That's well? That's right. That's right. Like, Double dip. So is this uh, so? So obviously, for Sixers fans, the Sixers will always go on the main TV, one hundred percent. And then for Flyers, they will go on a tablet, a second TV. If you're like, if you're lit like that. But what do? What am I gonna do? Because this is what I'm trying to figure out. Is I'm a Sixers fan. I love the Sixers. Mm-hmm. But but honestly, I I hate this word. I hate this team. Hate them. I don't know what I should do. And, and it's going to be a very last-minute decision on what TV and and where do I put the Sixers? Do I put them on the laptop or the TV? I don't so, – frankly, they don't deserve 4K. <laughs> That's a very good point. That's a very good point. But here's, here's the thing. We got a little breathing room. Hopefully, the Sixers game starts – relatively close to 630. Now we know that 630 NBA sometimes sometimes it means like 637, sometimes it means like 643. Whenever it starts, we'll have a pretty decent well, I was gonna say we'll have a decent idea of how the game's gonna go. <laughs> the game two kind of threw that out the window. Because game two started really well and then it just 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 went to hell like in the second quarter. So ideally we'll have an idea of how the Sixers game is going to go. If it if it keeps going well, you keep them on the main TV. But if not, if they're down 10, you know, early in the first quarter then you switch it up. Then and, switch and, it up. and also uh, another factor is the puck drops. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm saying this. I know that the puck drops at eight 20. So, so you really seven, have seven twenty. you mean? Oh, seven twenty. Yeah. Okay. So 20 so officially. So you have a good 50 minutes. We got time. We got you time. should, you will know whether the Sixers will lay an egg within 50 minutes. I guarantee you. You might know within five minutes. One thousand percent. And again, since since this will be broadcast Saturday, I will go on out on the on the the thickest of branches and say the Sixers will lay an egg tomorrow. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna oh, preview wow. the. I'm gonna, pre, I'm gonna preview the past. I'm gonna preview the past and say, you know what? It's not gonna happen tomorrow for the Sixers. They'll be down three zero. I so have maybe, yeah. once again, Roy. I've taken notes for the one of the one point fifth time in my life for this show. I I've written euphemisms down about the Sixers. I have. Mm. Um, kicked in the teeth, um, kicked in the groin, and <laughs> and, and and I, I have kicked in kicked in the shins. So I'm I'm ready to use all these when we talk about the Sixers because uh, I, I think they might be simultaneously all that at one time. No, no. Well, well, let's let's get into the Sixers again before we do that. As always, we want to thank you guys for tuning in here. 106.5 FM WPPM LP Philadelphia. He is Chris Domingo. I'm Roy Burton. You can follow us on Twitter. At SKD215 is his handle. At the BS line is my handle. We'll have one more Sixers game to talk about after this airs, probably, uh, for you to discuss the Sixers with us until January, probably. Who knows? Um, well, there's the draft, I guess. I guess we'll talk Sixers at, at, at the draft. Oh, um, oh, come on, Roy. You can't wait for free agency. Because free I, can't agency. Wait, I can't wait for free agency. The, free agency, this is yes. like, the, This is like 
I would say this Sixers free agency this year is going to be like us, like like back in the day when like we figured out that we only got paid once a month. And then this is like the twenty eighth of the month getting paid monthly, but yeah. that's gonna be the that's gonna be the Sixers in free agency. Um, yeah, Sixers don't not don't have a whole lot of space to play with in free agency, so not a lot to look for when it comes to that. But again, we will talk some basketball, we'll talk some football, we will talk all of that on this show today here again one hundred six point five FM WPPM LP Philadelphia. Please subscribe to us and follow us wherever you get your podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Tune in radio, player.fm, Google Play, and Spotify. Google Play is becoming YouTube music very soon. So, again, so for those of you who have. Oh, it is? Yes. So, Google Play is becoming YouTube music. So, you'll soon. <laughs> so we already submitted for it, but we haven't been approved yet. We will soon be on Google YouTube music as well. So, wherever you get your podcast, or if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play the latest edition of the Brawl Street Line. On Shout Spotify. out to anyone that uses Google Music because I don't know anybody. Yeah, I got had some stuff on there. I had like some old Rick Ross mixtapes on there. No, like, 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 like these Ansel, these secondary or tr- tertiary music, like Google Music, Amazon Music, Apple. YouTube. I'm sorry. No, well, no, that's like, <laughs> that's like second tier. No, like, no, no, no. Apple's uh, first tier. Apple, no, Apple's first tier. No, but like, I, I mean, like, dude. Or Pandora, like, are yeah. these free or are they just using? Like, are these just a benefit of just getting that service? Like, because obviously, like, people get Amazon, but like, I guess people, like, if people have a Prime subscription, they use Amazon Music as their primary music thing. I guess. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, like a lot of. Well, I guess so. If you don't want to pay, you know, the nine ninety nine or whatever Spotify is or whatever title is or, or or Apple. Yeah, some of these, but a lot of these are free. Like Pandora, they have a free tier and then the paid tier and. Some of these other ones do as well. Everybody, just be on Spotify. Spotify. Yes. yes on Spotify. Let's yes. Not Speaking, spoken from a absolute convert. Like 1, I feel like, like I like I feel like Spotify has changed my musical life. It really has. It's the best. It's just the best. And you can find us on Spotify again. Search for the Broad Street Line. We've been on Spotify for years. Please listen, subscribe, download, tell your friends as well, and please tell your friends if you're a good friend. Tell your friends to stop watching this basketball team. It's very <laughs> painful for all of us. Apparently, again, according to the coach, it's more painful for us watching the game than the players playing the game because according to Brett Brown, again, a man who who we like and 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 is near and dear to our hearts as a person. As a person. As a person. Yes, 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 yes. As a person, Brett Brown, said, Brett Brown said, <laughs> said there is no kick the chair, yelling and screaming, turn over the table guy on this team. Oh, wow, I did that yesterday. I did that all yesterday. No, I, I mean, like, I feel like right now, Brett Brown is Peter Gibbons in office space with a bass, like, in the bubble, just cutting it. Like, he's probably, well, no, that's probably every, no, like, I mean, if it's fitting because all these guys go fishing. I, yeah. I, guarantee, you, yeah. I guarantee you these guys probably look forward to fishing more than basketball. Like, I, I mean, I don't like using the word, the Q word or the H word, because, like, it's – I mean, like, sometimes it just needs to be evident when someone mm-hmm. has quit or has no heart. But I can say after 70 games and that game in particular on Tuesday, that – that or Wednesday, that team quit. Wednesday. Has quit. Has quit and is probably will, will continue to quit. And, frankly, they don't have any heart. I, I mean, like, this is – this team doesn't look like it wants to be there. It looks like this – the bubble, even, like – is the last place these guys want to be, whether it's, and for, it could be a, a bunch for a bunch of reasons. It's, is it, they, they're tired of the coach, the system, frankly, maybe tired of each other. I, I mm-hmm. mean, like, that's the thing where it's like, it, if you like enjoyed like a bunch of your like teammates company, wouldn't you just play for yourself and say, you know what? Cause how many times have we seen in sports where you're like, yo, we don't like the coach anyway, but we're going to play for us. Well, it's not just that, and I agree with that. I agree with that. But it's not just that. It's like you all have spent six-plus weeks inside the bubble. You got nothing else to do but play basketball. That's all you've been doing for six weeks. And I know it's tiring. I know it's kind of a grind and a day like that. You spent all this time in a bubble. Shouldn't you be like, yo, I did all of this, and now now it's playoff time, and now we're out here laying an egg? Like, shouldn't you be going as hard as you possibly can for these last, you know, you know, six more weeks, whatever, whatever else you need to go in the bubble, just to justify all the time you spent before this. No, no, I like. I feel like they're so past this, and I and it's not 
and it's not one player, it's a lot of the players. Like, like it's a collective. We don't feel like being here. And I, I mean, that game on on Wednesday, I like for me in the last ten years, that's in the pantheon of disgusting performances. <laughs> like, I, I mean, that Thanksgiving game against the Lions. No, yeah, that was Thanksgiving against the Lions where they got. Stolen. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, like yeah. I, I, this is very reminiscent of the chip end of the Chip Kelly era, where the dudes just flat out quit. This is the uh, the end. The end of the Andy Reid era wasn't this bad. No, no, it wasn't. But but let, let's lay the groundwork for that Wednesday game again. Let's start with Game One on Monday, the first game of the Sixers Celtics series. The Sixers. Of course, lost that game 109 to 101. They had the lead late. They had a four-point lead heading into the fourth quarter. Miraculously. Because miraculously. Even, though, even though they turned the ball over 18 times, which is and, – and, and the problem is, Roy, we're talking about the same issues and just deficiencies as we were in December. Nothing has changed. Yeah, they, they had a fourth quarter lead, like you said, 18 – despite the 18 turnovers, despite the fact that you had – a man with the ball at the top of the key, and for whatever reason, he could not pass the ball to a man in the paint or the man right outside the paint in Joel Hans and B without it getting picked off like 13 of those 18 times. I've never seen a team in the playoffs have a, this much of a problem throwing entry passes to their guy they should throw entry passes to all the time. Like, this is what you do in practice all the time, right? Like, no, is- no, I don't. No, no, that's the thing. I, I'm pretty sure they do it in practice. It's just. They obviously aren't, or maybe they already do it in practice. I don't know. But, they should be. But the disconnect is, even if they are, they're not executing. And that is obviously, and I I, I feel like they're, and I, like, there are agendas on this team. I'm sorry. And, and I think the 70 games have proven it. They have, they haven't been as, they haven't been in sync all season. And, and you can say, like, I don't know, Ross, like, I see worse rosters. I, I I see the Brooklyn Nets. They're ter- they have no talent, but you know what? They're playing together, and they're making the best out of it. And what I see in this Sixers team is no resilience, none. And I I, I mean, we can play like what what went wrong. I mean, we could we start this. Like I said with we said this last week. The season went went to hell July the first when you signed Alton Brand and didn't sign resign JJ Redick, but. You can also point to, I think this is, I, I was racking my brain this afternoon. I was like, what do you think is the number, like other than the bad roster fit? And like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think we can all agree that's the primary issue with this is it's the ill-fitting roster of um, no creators or shooters. But I really feel like this is a Brett Brown credibility issue within his team. And mm-hmm. I think I, I feel like, he has lost a bunch of credibility. I love him. It's a lot of the same guys, but the way that he handled the Ben Simmons thing and the lack of results you got out of that, I think did a lot to like damage Brett standing in that locker room. Because like, I, I mean, like re- remember all that, like that, like manipulating through the media did. Oh, I want Ben to shoot one, three a game. Did that ever happen? No. And, no. and, and when you, and when you're an Al Horford and you see that, and you don't know Brett from anyone. You're like, you were in here two months. And when you ask a simple request from a player and he, and he just flat out igno- just disregards you, doesn't mm-hmm. think you exist, what does that look like to a guy like Kylo Quinn? This is why Kylo Quinn can, can, can skip COVID meetings because like, there's no repercussions. You know no, what I mean? It's like, yeah, no, it's just, yeah. it, I, I really feel like, and, and we can get on this. I mean, like, like I think I, I was, of course, at one o'clock this mo- this morning. I was listening to like the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Is can you build around? Do can is Joel Embiid and or Ben Simmons? Can they be the best player on a championship team? All right. Well, you asked like seven questions. So, Sorry. so, let, let, so no, no. So let let's start there. Can they be? Can either one of them be the best player on a championship team? I think as of right now, today, I think the answer with Joel Embiid is yes. I think the answer with Ben Simmons is no. Now, Joel Embiid's, what, 26? Ben Simmons is 24. I think there's time for them to obviously, you know, get better. I mean, again, I mean, we're is probably- there, No, 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 but like, but based on the track record, mm-hmm. will they get better? Because, uh, like, because uh-huh. Ben Simmons hasn't gotten better. Right. He hasn't 
Offensively. Right. I mean, people are going to point to the all-world defense. Where is that all-world defense against TJ Warren? No, you no. That, that's the thing. It's like, and again, we'll we'll talk about. Well, actually, let's talk about Ben now. People talk talk about Ben and say, "Oh, this Celtics series will be a lot different with, with Ben." It would be a little bit different. I'll give you that. But he was getting cooked before he got hurt. Like he was getting yes, cooked in that bubble. He was he stunk in the bubble. Like, he was getting stunk. cooked on defense by multiple players. By multiple players. Like again, the Sixers gave up a lot of points in the bubble. They were giving up one twenty, you know, like, pretty consistently in the bubble. With a healthy Ben Simmons, so let's not say that Ben Simmons is all, uh, automatically going to be the Tatum stopper or the Jalen Brown stopper. Um, that being said, it is it is clear that this this team you know is missing a key piece without Ben Simmons because as we talked about before, they can't throw simple entry passes. I mean, this is we talk about Brett Brown. You talk about Brett Brown and his standing in the locker room, and you're right. Like again, like if you're Al Horford and you're like. Ben, you know, like you don't Ben don't listen to you. So what am I doing? Yeah, so, no. Or why should I? If I, if you're Al Horford and right. you're a and you're a lot more established in the NBA than Ben Simmons and Al and and Brett's telling you some something that you just think is a bunch of bull. You're like, why am I gonna do that? Like it's it just it's like there's a lot of just dissension and obviously it, it's just real life. If you see like a frustrating situation and you feel like you you like. You you should be you should you deserve better. You're gonna say it, and if if you don't think this is right, these a guy like Al Horford's not gonna do it. But here's the thing: it's like whether you like the coach or not, don't you see? I think it's I think it all comes back to the whole basketball IQ thing. I just don't think they have oh, a so, lot of guys. So, so what so what you're saying is these dudes have been playing basketball for 20 years. Yeah, like I, I don't know, and <clears throat> you're saying that the basket like so you're saying, but you're going back to let's win in spite of the coach. We got personal pride. Let's try to do this for us. But that's the thing. They don't believe in us because there's a lot of I like there's a lot of me-ism on this. There's team. a lot of me. There's a lot, there's a lot of me. But even with that me, it's like, hey, I know I'm trying to get out from mine. But if I see a guy posted up on a block, I'm not going to post up right next to him. All right. Or if I had the ball at the top of the key and I see their front and Joel Embiid, um, maybe I won't throw the entry pass there. Maybe I'll try to kind of work it around, work it around and kind of get back to it. Or again, if it's just me, I'm not going to go six minutes nearly in the fourth quarter and not get the ball to the best guy on the team. I mean, like, this doesn't make sense. I know you – I know – I don't even know. I don't even want to put names out there as far as who's going out for there. Like, we can probably figure it out. But that being said, it's like there's certain basketball things where I know you're out for yourself. It's like, you know what? Every now and then, feed the ball to your big man. Don't throw a dumb pass. Don't post up two dudes on the same side of the court. I mean, this is just basic stuff. And I think that goes beyond the head coach. Because again, you don't need Brett Brown to tell you any of this stuff. You don't. Yeah, no, but but I think this shows you honestly how the team feels about Joel Embiid to be well, on a third level. Like I yeah. mean, like Pete, like like Joel, like Brett has said it, and I think Joe said it like about himself. He's not this demonstrative guy, mm-hmm. and sometimes I, I mean, I think I've come to the realization you you kind of need an a hole like Jimmy Butler. Like I, I mean, like a dude like. Like I like I, I just see a lot of, I see a lot of yelling at each other, but I I don't see a lot of uh, holding each other accountable, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's where the accountability starts. Is the coach didn't didn't hold Ben Simmons accountable, so how the hell can he hold anybody else accountable? How can right. you hold Al Horford accountable if he didn't if he if he's posting up where Joel Embiid is? It, mm-hmm. Like how can like and I I really feel like I always like to get like like a moral of, of a pot. I think the moral of this is if Ben's if, if, because you know how like the pages always said, Bell Belichick would always yell at Tom Brady the same way he'd yell at like James white. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like that's not a Brett Brown thing. Right. And I think when you see a guy like Ben Simmons, who's a very good player, but he's, he's not a superstar. I'm yeah. not using that S word with him. I'm not no. even using the S word with Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, these guys are not superstars and for a guy who's not a superstar to basically tell his boss to go bleep off, that guy see that. How old Neto sees that? <laughs> like, I, I, and I feel like that's that's where Brett went wrong. And, and it's like, and frankly, the team is, they're not listening to him, period. Right, yeah. And, and we saw, again, we saw shades of this last year and probably maybe – I don't know if it was two years ago. We definitely saw shades of this last year, especially with everything that kind of came came out with with Jimmy Butler and stuff like that. And and let me just use a baseball analogy because again, you're you know you're a baseball fan. I'm a baseball fan. We've seen this before. Like we've seen 
baseball teams have certain managers who treat guys with the kid gloves. And, you know, so you bring in a guy who, you know, who doesn't yell at guys, who rubs people's bunions, who tells everybody they're great and all that stuff. And that usually lasts for a little bit. And then at some point, those guys stop responding to it, stop responding to that. So then you bring, you know, like a, like a, like a hardcore, you know, more militant guy in there to start yelling at these dudes. And then those, you know, then for a couple of years, that works. And then that wears off. And then you switch back to that, you know, the, the, the kind of gentle guy. I think Brett Brown's run with this team is done because, again, like you said, these guys aren't listening to him because it's clear. Well, it goes beyond Ben Simmons. Like, these guys just don't listen to him um, anymore. So you probably need to bring in that hard line, you know, more militant guy to be that guy to say, hey, man, it's like, look, you do this or, or you know, like, are we're going to you know, get traded? Like, you're no, going like, to get I, traded or whatever. You're going to get benched, no, I whatever. Think, like, I think now it's like, I mean, like, I can, we, I think it's fair to say that we can, like, and, and I think we've said it on, our podcast, like this, this show on our podcast, we said the the prior like Brett Brown's gonna get fired because he did not reach Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. and I really feel like that's that was the t- like that started the domino. He 100%. did not reach Ben Simmons. His his pleading to his mom is that, and, and we're not and we're not figurative. This is literal. He literally said, "Please, Mrs. Mama Simmons, Dad Simmons, please have your son shoot." Like I, I mean. I, I, we could have, we should have seen this a mile away because, like, this was him pleading. He knew that his job was on the line because of this. Because, like, I'm not, I'm never gonna defend Elton Brand, but I mean, like, I have to think that that Brand made a lot of these moves under the uh, under the auspices that Ben Simmons was gonna shoot. But and, and here's the thing: again, we can again litigate this Ben Simmons thing for for hours and hours. Ben Simmons wasn't there on Wednesday night. When yes. they got when it was when like you said it was one of the most disgusting losses I have seen as a Sixers fan. And again, we saw a lot of this team. Well, we, we, we've watched this team for thirty years. We watched a lot of those the, the games in that ten win season. We saw a lot of bad basketball. And granted, without Ben Simmons, winning this series against the Celtics was going to be hard. Period. Point blank. Again, all that said, what we saw on Wednesday night was some of the worst basketball I've ever seen out of a Philadelphia basketball team. Wide open shots all over the place for the Celtics. The Sixers were up 14 in the first quarter, and then what was it eight minutes of game time later? They're down 11. It's like how does that how does that happen? Literally, how does that happen for an NBA team in a game basically a got still in situation when you're up 14 when you have the momentum and you just give it up that quickly? That never happens. That should never happen. Yeah, no, I, I mean like it's it this team gets so so down on themselves, but they cannot operate offensively, which is often, which is very often. And that, and and like, this is why you like, I mean, we can do this in our, on our high school league offense, defense should not, offense should not lead the defense. Like one, they should be kind of like, like mutually exclusive. You should play good defense and have good offense and not have either one, like kind of be predicated on each other. But for this team, they need to play good offense. And, And like someone said, Transition offense isn't offense. Like I, I mean, <laughs> no, like no. no, like you can't rely. You can't rely on transition offense. No, like, like someone, someone said, Ben Simmons is good at transition. Okay, that's that's nice. That's good. It's it's a good look. Being good in transition is good. Like when you have the open court and you got you got numbers, that's good. You know, that's kind of like. I don't know, maybe I don't even want to say it's like special teams because it's not really that much, that big of a deal in the NBA, but it's cool. That's and great. It's not, and it's not even like power play. Like, right. I mean, yeah. like power no. play is an essential function right. of, of hockey. Yeah. So transition is like a cute little thing that sh- like that, is, that should be an appetizer, your second right. appetizer right. or your first yes. appetizer. That's it, an should appetizer. Not, it should not be your main entree. That's a good, you, that's a, it, yeah. Oh no! I holy smokes! No, if you live off your appetizer, you go starve. Right. <laughs> that's a that's a really good analogy. Yeah, I'm gonna tweet go to that later. Yeah, yeah. If you go to a restaurant and again, like you, the appetizer is great, you're like, oh, this is cool, whatever, like that. And then your main course comes out and it's trash. Then your whole experience at the restaurant's trash. Like it's like, yeah, the appetizer can't save a bad entree. And the bad entree for the Sixers, well, there's I guess there's multiple bad entrees because their half court offense is terrible and their defense, at least on Wednesday, well, last couple of games has been terrible, absolutely terrible. Kevin Walker said, "I've never seen so much space on offense." <laughs> what are we doing? Here? Oh no, oh, no, I and I think you're right that like one, if you had. If you did have so many bad entrees, maybe the experience would be better. Like mm-hmm. if you didn't have just a coach who flat out has run out of thoughts, 
mm-hmm. disgruntled players and a bad offense. If you didn't have a, a bad offense or a bad fit, like if you had a good fit, or if you had a good offense but bad fit, it might be a little better. But you have yeah. bad fit, bad mm-hmm. offense, disgruntled players, and and a and a and a lost coach. That that's four bad entrees. You will you'll write a bad Yelp review for that. You got 26 and 16 out of MB in game one. You got 34 and 10 in game two. He's showing up in this series. Everybody yes. else, not so much. Tobias Harris, four for 15 from the field in game two. Al Horford, the Boston Celtics sleeper cell agent, four points and two. Re- when it comes to a great looking lawn in spring, you might be surprised to know that making it happen actually starts in the fall. Lowe's has what you need, like Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard Fall Lawn Food. Putting it down in the fall means you'll build strong, deep roots that can take on winter temperatures, so your grass comes back better and stronger next spring. Shop online or via the Lowe's app and save up to $10 a bag. Bring on your fall lawn to-dos. Scott's and Lowe's are here to help make them a success. Valid through 930, selection varies by location while supplies last U.S. only. For businesses around the world, today isn't a restart. It's a rethink. That's why they're partnering with IBM. Retailers are keeping their systems up as millions of orders move online. Call centers are using IBM Watson to manage an influx of customer questions with AI. And solutions built on the IBM cloud are helping doctors care for patients remotely. Today, we're rethinking how business moves forward. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com smart to learn more. Rebounds in 24 minutes. Uh, again, the defense is a whole... But the uh, sister has a lot to say about it. She does. She does. Defense as a whole gave up 19 three-pointers um, in game two. The Sixers, as a team, made five. Um, again, this bully ball doesn't really work when these guys are shooting over top of your so quote-unquote bullies and putting up 128 points. Again, they lost by 27, and the game wasn't even that close. I don't have any good thought to the net rest of the series. People told me that when Gordon Hayward got hurt, they were like, oh, you know what? Sixers can win this series. I'm like, do you trust Tobias Harris? Do you trust Al Horford? Do you trust Josh Richardson? Because I don't. Like, I <laughs> it, really don't. If, if there's ever a lesson in this is the Sixers should never, and I mean ever, do business with the Boston Celtics ever again. Ever. Because they, they have absolutely fleeced them multiple times. Multiple. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you think there's a reason why they didn't sign out Horford? You think there's, a, like, like when, when the Boston Celtics really, really like someone, you should probably really, really like them too. Mm-hmm. Al Horford, again, why you would pay a guy that old $109 million? That's, that's again, a, di- a different question. Al Horford was a mistake you didn't have to make. Like, the, the Tobias Harris re-signing. No, and, oh, oh yeah. and by the way, shame is hell on Al Horford, too, because I thought this dude was a professional. Mm-hmm. He is, he's as disgruntled as everybody. And yeah. I and I would, as a guy who's had this reputation as this, like, great locker room presence, he ain't no locker room presence. He's a dis- like I, I mean, like he's probably the most because dis- the disgruntledness is real. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, you sit like and and Al's probably one of the most disgruntled guys. Like I mean, but he signed a contract. He right. he knew he saw the lay lay of the land. Like I, I mean, this wasn't. It's not like he was traded here. Like I, I mean, like and he was like, oh, I didn't sign up for this. You signed on the dotted line, dude. Yeah. You, so you knew, I, I mean, knew. like yeah. I have zero sympathy for him. And and Tobias Harris is just another like because. What I, I think people are waiting for him to like show us something. It's like he's been here. People are like, oh, we because in the beginning of the season, oh, he's only been here half a year. Oh, he's only been here 75% of the year. He's been here over a year. Mm-hmm. He has not how many signature games has Tobias Harris had? A couple, maybe a couple. I can't even remember them offhand. I mean, I'm sure I mean I'm sure he's had a couple 30 point games, but I mean I would again. think, Roy, for 35 million American dollars, mm-hmm. fear. Would be one of your qualities. Like you would be like you would scare defenses. I would. I, I mean, I don't know what thirty-five million dollars gets you. I don't know, but I, I. I mean, like you would think that these teams aren't scared of him. They're ta- they're actually game planning to be like, yeah, give Tobias Harris the ball, let him shoot his dumbass mid-range <laughs> jump shot, let him shoot his post stops, which are like, I mean, I still, and and I saw this dude in in on in the Clippers. I thought he was on the. Like on the trajectory to be an elite player, I was dead ass wrong, and I don't think he's ever gonna. I don't think he's ever gonna be that player. And and he comes off as this like vocal leader. What is Tobias Harris being a vocal leader done for you? Because he was always the one that said, "Oh, our chemistry wasn't great." 
Oh, oh, we're playing, we're, we're playing horseshoes now. Ah, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting stranded on a boat. Oh my God, we're so much better. No, it was all fake. When when you're Tobias Harris again, you you are literally literally the highest paid guy on the court for any either team. When you're the highest paid guy on the court in a playoff series, you can't be the I don't even know what he is fifth best guy, sixth best guy maybe. I won't say fifth, but I might be giving him too much credit because after Joel Embiid, who again arguably is maybe the best guy, it's probably the best guy on the court. You have Jason Tatum and you have Jalen Brown and you have Kemba Walker, you have Marcus Smart. Like, these dudes are <laughs> outplaying you, my guy. You can't be the sixth best dude if you're the highest paid guy. You can't be, period. I, I, I still, I still, when I've been watching these games, is I see got backup point. Like, I see guys like Marcus Smart, guys like Goran Dragic. Like, yep. I mean, those are backup point guards for teams. Backup point guards. Mm-hmm. And our starting point guard, no offense, is Shake Milton. Yeah. Yeah. Who had a nice eight game run at the at the end before the season ended, and you're like, hey, we're gonna make him the point guard. Yeah, that's well, crazy. Nothing. Let me let me give let me let me shoot shake some some bail. He hasn't been bad these last these last two games. He hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been bad. No, but but you shouldn't have gotten to this point where you you're be, yeah. where you're trusting Shake Milton to right. save your season. Right. That <laughs> that's the point. So so look, we know the season's done. We know the season's dead. Let's let's put a bow on this. And they can't obviously they can't fix it this year. How what do they need to do this offseason to fix this? Reasonably, reasonably. What reasonably can can and will happen? Okay, so not you utopianly. Not utopia, not utopia. Well, fire Brett Brown. I, okay. I mean, like that, no, right. but like I mean, I don't think Elton Brand gets fired. Okay. I I, I don't. I, I mean he should, but he probably won't. Oh, he should be. He should have been fired months ago. It's okay, terrible. Right. No, I mean, like, no, and he's fine. He seems like a nice guy, saw the earth. But well, once again, this is ownership giving a promotion to a guy whose GM experience was coaching the minor league, the minor yeah, league had, affiliate. Yeah, he had one year in a G League for the Blue Coats, and then now he's he took over for the Voltron headless GM of the Sixers. And oh, that oh, out oh, well. oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, ever since Colangelo left, I'm like, it's weird to say, Roy. They would have been better off just keeping Colangelo. That's the thing. It's like you know what? Nothing for nothing for nothing. And again, you can say what you want to say about Colangelo. Again, he wasn't the greatest GM. He made some terrible mistakes. You might have just been better off by by letting him and still balling and whatever the fake accounts his wife came up with, kind of just like just do their thing because it couldn't have been worse than this. No, it, really it, it, it would not have been like like and what you remember all this phrase star hunting. Like, like, I mean, like, I need, I, I need, like, a Sixers glossary, like, oh, like, of just, like, of phrases, like, build a bomber, like, and, and, and another thing, remember when Furkan Korkmaz was supposed to be your best shooter? He can't play. Can't why? Play. Can't well, play. why? Like, well, they don't, they don't play him. I don't say they can't well, no, play him. Like, like, no, like, this is <laughs> Brett Brown being completely done. Like, he's, like, he's throwing Stuff on stuff the, the wall, wall. <laughs> and saying, "Okay, I haven't done this yet." Like, I mean, like the fact you like, like changed lineups in game two and went with Thibault, which I, I mean, well, like you had to game, do that. that yeah, no, but, but why didn't you do that game one? Like, well, what what changed? Because I need Hayward, a coach, the Hayward thing. The Hayward. I need a I need a coach with some conviction. Like, well, I mean, like, well, well, let me hold on. Let me let me defend him there because the Hayward thing, because the Hayward thing, you had to go smaller because again, you had Marcus Smart in the lineup, so you had to go small. I would start a five ball game one, but that's neither here nor there. That being said, the Howell Neto experiment game two again, why would you go to Howell Neto when again, your game one rotation was pretty good, nothing for nothing? Why would you give Howell Neto those minutes and again, which led to the 25 to 8 run on the Celtics? Like, that to me doesn't make sense. Oh, oh, he stinks, but. That's not like that run wasn't all on Hollow Neto. Oh, no, no, that no, was no, on no. that was on everybody. Oh, no, like I, I, no, yeah, no. like people want to say, oh, that is the reason. No, 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 no. No, he was no, he was just the asparagus in in the rotten chicken. Like, like he was the <laughs> bad asparagus. So no, and like, and the problem is every part of this team stinks. Like, like front office ownership, the players. I, I mean, like, and combining what these guys make. I don't know how – I don't know what moves you make. I don't even know what – like, would you be okay if you got a guy that got the coaching job and all the personnel scenes? At this point, again, what, again, what do you have to lose kind of situation? So, so you would be okay with – if they just said, Stan Van Gundy, 
here's everything. I I, I like that a lot better than the current the current state. Yes. Okay, so yeah. so it's not even utopia. It's like no. we just need to get uh, uh, because get out of this because Elton Brand, the Stan Van Gundy, sure as hell ain't listening. To Elton Brand, no, 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 not at all. And again, if I if yeah, so, so yeah, if you tell me Stan Van Gundy or this, then it's, it's Stan Van Gundy a thousand percent. And again, because, I don't think he's going to be a great GM or whatever, but yeah. But you know what? Like, like you said, it's 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 the baseball manager cycle. You need to hold these guys accountable. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I have no problem. Like, like, I I don't think out. Like, if you were to keep out Horford, if for some reason you couldn't trade him, and I don't think they're going to give him away. I don't know how you would give away Al Horford. But right. I mean, like, <laughs> like Al Hor- like Sam Van Gundy would have no problem getting in, get, getting on Al Horford or Tobias Harris or 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 saying, yo, if you're not, we're going to trade you. We'll trade yeah. you. To the Detroit Pistons, like exactly. I mean, like that's what I think. There are talented basketball players on this team, right? They're mm-hmm. like they're they're just one. They're not playing talented, and they're not playing together, so they look like bums. Right, right. Yeah, they're they're not bums, and and we spent forty minutes, you know, ripping this team. They're not bums, but again, they're they're really underachieving. Um, or, uh, you know, not doing the things that they probably should do in this series. But, you know, I'm, I'm done. Look, we're done talking about bad basketball. Let's talk about good basketball because it's good basketball going on in the bubble. We saw two number one seeds lose their first couple games in the bubble. We saw the Lakers and the Bucks get knocked down in game one. Any Anything jump out to you in, the, in, those, in these first-round series? The good ones, not the ones that, that we're watching. Oh, what? Oh, what? Other than the fact that guys that were unplayable in the Sixers are actually good. Like, yes. Like, remember when uh, we were meant to believe that Boban Marjanovic was was a bum and unplayable in the playoffs? Can't, can't uh, play him. He's only um, like, but this show, like, Boban being playable in the playoffs shows you what a good coach does. Mm-hmm. Like, he will like, and, and it helps that you have shooters and all that. You can figure out a system. Out, yeah. yeah, you figure it out with your players and. I've always been a Carlisle fan, and like the fact he's getting quality minutes out of Boban in a, in a playoffs against arguably the best team in the league is mm-hmm. is wonderful. And like just a, another some other notes. I, I mean, Luka Doncic is awesome. I mean, like <laughs> like yeah. like, and I don't know. You know, last week I said the Celtics are going to make it out of the finals. I feel a lot more confident in that prediction now. Seeing the Bucks, I don't know what the Bucks are. I think Toronto is really good, but. I trust, I trust Boston's best players over theirs. I, I mean, I, I'm, I like Siakam, but I don't love him like I love Jason Tatum. Like right. people are are still trying to not like Jason. Jason, you know what? Jason Tatum is a superstar. Like that. Oh like, wow, Jason. You know, I'm gonna tweet that afterwards, and I'm gonna get everyone on my case, and I don't care because I've seen enough of this dude. He just, he just, he just can. He's a bucket. He's he's a bucket. I'm not gonna say superstar yet. I, well, I don't. I'm very tight when it comes to the definition of superstar. Jason Tatum is a star. I'm I'm okay saying that. I don't think he's superstar level yet, but this kid's a problem. Jalen Brown's gonna be a problem. Like I told you before, it's just amazing to see guys who get drafted and then like a couple years after they get drafted, they they increase their skills and the things that they weren't great at, like shooting, they get better at later on because we don't always see that in draft. No, picks, because but- I I have a feeling that. They signed Kemba Walker to be their best player. He's their third best player. Now. He's a third best but, player. Yeah. But like you can you can build that, you can have that that downgrade happen when you're when your players ascend. Like, like they're <laughs> like, oh, like Kemba's a little banged up and like, but we're good because we have Jason and Jalen that stepped up. I mean, like, right. but that's what happens. Guys step up. What player on the Sixers can step up? Shake. We got a shake. <laughs> Oh, we got to shake. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we have a lot to talk about. Again, the NFL training camps are upon us. The pads are on. We'll discuss that and get into our fantasy football preview for 2020. You're listening to the Brawl Street Line on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia.
Welcome back. Segment number two of the show alongside Chris Domingo. I'm Roy Burton. We have a lot to get into when it comes to the National Football League. Again, the pads are on. The guys are hitting. And already the Eagles are dealing, <laughs> dealing with some injuries because, again, we cannot have a week of health when it comes to the, the first week. Well, well, this has obviously been going on for a week because these guys have been hurt for a couple of weeks. Yeah, Derek Barnett has an ankle injury. Javon We're Hargrave. waiting for that breakout. We're waiting for the breakout. <laughs> Javon Hargrave has an injury to his pec, and Miles Sanders has a hockey-style lower body injury. All these guys are banged <sighs> up. All expected to be ready week one. So, again, they're not practicing right now. But, again, how much, how ready can you be for week one if you're hurt and there's not a lot of practice between now and week one? But, hey. They, haven't had, okay. they haven't had practice all year. Like they haven't had OTAs, they haven't had mini camps. No. Like they are, I would think, and I would like to get a full like they are probably so behind like the eight ball right now in terms of like preparation and not just preparation, getting your body ready. Yeah, like you're not you're not ready. Yeah, no, it's gonna be you haven't you haven't stretched, you haven't run, you haven't you know kind of done the the drills that you do to get ready for an NFL season because Oklahoma drills. Yeah, there's no Oklahoma. Like, guys are going to get hurt all the time just, like, pulling hamstrings and groins and stuff like that. Again, we saw that earlier this week with the Chiefs. They're, they're starting wide receivers. Tyreek Hill and uh, Sammy Watkins both hurt because they both, you know, injured hamstrings and groins because they ain't been running because it's different now. Again, it's the middle – well, nearly the end of August. These guys won't hit anybody until, you know, the second week of September. It's a weird, weird season. We're three weeks away from football. Three. Yes. Three. Three this weeks is, away. This is insane. I Like, I – like – for me personally, when this goes on, just be happy that football's on and just just accept the fact there's going to be some part play for a couple games, maybe a you few t- more games. You talked about guys not being ready. Um, one guy who people are hoping will be ready is Jalen Hurts, who's getting a lot of reps at quarterback as a number two quarterback, splitting the reps essentially, according to reports, along with Nate Sudfield. There is zero way he's going to be the number two quarterback come game one, correct? Not game one. Uh oh! But I'm gonna say here it is once again. <laughs> here I, we go. I I ripped this guy for 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 bringing in the old guys, but man, sometimes Howie just knows something. Oh I, I, boy! Like, like I don't know. Like I, I want like maybe maybe it's this week, and maybe I'll go back to like thinking he is a, like he's like like his image as a as a as a good GM is, is fake. I have a feeling Jalen Hurts is gonna play a role this season. I I I just do. And I, I don't know whether it's COVID, just the fact that, like, I have a feeling that they're going to figure out a package to put this dude in. Like, a Taysom Hill. T- I can't believe I'm using the T word. I don't want to com- compare. I wanted to make a, a like, like I wanted to make a, a cross-racial comparison, but not to him. Because, like, I feel he's overrated. But I just, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this weekend to figure out how the Eagles are going to use Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yes. I, I look. Well, I think the Taysom Hill comparison's good. I think they'll probably figure out some kind of package to, to use him in. I hope they don't get too gimmicky because again, you don't need to get gimmicky with this team because this team is really good in the red zone. So don't do that kind of stuff. But that being said, Jalen Hurts is probably too good of a. He's just too good of a talent, too much of a yes. talent not to use him. So, but he cannot be your backup quarterback week one against Washington. So, he can't. No, uh, no, so be. you just don't trust him to come into a game and play quarterback. I don't three weeks from today. No, four weeks from today. No. Now week seven, week eight. All right. We can have a discussion. You know, once he like has a clipboard in his hand, it can kind of like look at film it like, you know, too deep coverage and kind of like say, all right, well, I don't throw, you know, I don't throw against quarters coverage. I don't do this and that, but just, I don't want to say straight off the street, but I mean, again, like this man's been spending half the week, you know, getting ready for that rookie talent show. No, and I think I just don't know. Like, usually you have like preseason games to see how the exactly. team is going to play. Like, in terms of play calling, what like what what vibe do you get of like are they going to be a running team? This is all like conjecture. This is all guessing. Yeah, we don't know more guessing than usual. We don't, and we don't, I just like 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 people ask me they're like how do you Eagles, how do you think the Eagles are going to do? It's like I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but one thing I think we do know, I think we know what the back end of the defense is going to look like. We've seen Nate Gary and TJ Edwards get the, get the most of the snaps at linebacker. And we've seen Darius Slay and Avante Maddox as your corners on the outside with Nikel Roby Coleman as your slot guy. So this is Again. like the James Ennis-esque tournament? 
Yeah, so this is well, it's not really a tournament because Avante Maddox is almost almost all the snaps at your number two corner spot. So I think that's probably going to be it. So he he beat out Craven LeBlanc, he beat out Rasul Douglas, he beat out that other guy who shall not be named because again we're still waiting for him to break out. Um, (laughs) He beat out Sid the Kid. Sid May. Um, Yeah, so that looks like your back end of your defense, which again Jalen Mills was up. Who's going to be the third and fourth cornerback? Because I because I think we know who the who the uh, nickel corner is going to be. Is that, that'll be Roby Coleman. Yeah, Roby I Coleman's mean, but like, who will be next on the depth chart? I think next on the depth chart is probably Sewell. My guess is Sewell. Sewell, then who? Then my guess after that is Craven LeBlanc. You you forgot somebody. I didn't forget anybody. I'm just saying, like you said, <laughs> you said you said who's next up? So next man up. There you go. I can't believe. 365 days ago, I said you need two guys to step up, and one of them was Sidney Jones. Oh yeah, God. well, so well, we know what the back end of the defense looks <laughs> like, and that's not that doesn't sound bad. That doesn't sound bad. No, so. it doesn't sound as like if 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 if, 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 if you can have Avante be competent. I'm not even saying good. You don't need because you have a lockdown cornerback who follows the best receivers. I mean, mm-hmm. that'll be a problem when you play the Cowboys because they have like three. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like, but I mean, on most teams, he'll 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 travel to the best receiver. And you just need Avante Maddox to be a jack. Like I, I mean, you just you cannot have him be Sidney Jones from last year, or frankly, whoever the quarterback was last year. Like yeah. you just that's that's the bar. Do you think Avante Maddox can hit that bar? I think he can hit the bar. Yeah. I, again, if he's not covering the Michael Gallup's, the CD Lambs, the uh, you know Robert Woods or what, whatever, you know, like if he's not if he doesn't have to cover those kind of guys, I think he yeah. can be fine. No, because I think the problem was, Roy, is even with all these injuries, you had, like, when these guys went down, you had Sidney Jones playing Amari Cooper. Like, like that that was a recipe for it. Like, at least you know now. You know Darius Slay is is covering Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. So then you just got to figure out, okay, we got to figure out how to stop CD Lamb. But, I mean, like, all right, say we're talking about the Washington team. Exactly. Like, like yes. all right, so Darius Slay will follow Terry McLaurin. I right. have no idea who the hell was covering Terry even, McLaurin. Well, nobody yeah. was covering nobody. Terry yeah. McLaurin because he had, like, 350-yard touchdowns against it. But at least you know now, Terry McLaurin will be covered by Darius Slay. Darius Slay. Whoever the second receiver is, I don't know. Like, I would the, – the first game against Washington should be a good test because I don't mm-hmm. know who their second receiver is. So uh, I would yeah. hope Avante Maddox could shut down the Washington team's – that's going to be really weird saying all year – the Washington <laughs> team's second receiver. So you're saying that on your fantasy football preview, you do not have the Washington football team's wide receiver in your top ten for your wide receivers. Is that what you're saying? Um, no. I don't, right. I, don't, I don't have any Eagles, too, because that would be crazy. All right, so we only have a few minutes left. So, again, we can kind of do it as a kind of quick style. I don't know how you want to do your quarterback. Like, maybe top 10 real quick. Yes, the big yes. I, re- then... I already have it at, at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. So. All right, so give me, your, give me your top 10s. And then if you have a sleeper or a bust in any of those, that'd be great. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 10-1 uh, right. quarterback. I'm going to go Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. I like that. Matt Ryan. Okay. This is weird. I I only figured this out like today that he was actually like a, a like a really like like big pick this year. Josh Allen because because he runs he runs a lot and, and he gets rushing touchdowns. So I mean, might not be the best passer. He got some fun digs. He's gonna get the rushing touchdowns. So yeah, like I I feel like this year's quarterback class is very subpar. Um um and then Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. Dak. Lamar and then Mahomes and no, then no, up. No Drew Brees. No, because I feel really? like they're. I feel like they're gonna. They're gonna be a very run heavy team. Um, really? Okay. My sleeper, which is gonna be wild to say, because why not? Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I don't hate that. I don't. I don't hate that. Again, you got if, again healthy, I mean, barring barring injuries. But again, you got a healthy. The driven Odell day. because I've heard that five straight years. Jarvis Landry is really good. I mean, again, Joku. I mean, they have, they have some talent on that team. Um, who, who do you have a bust? Do you have anybody you, you think um, might be overdrafted? Maybe not a bust, but maybe overdrafted. I would perhaps? say that a guy who I would probably like. I know I think a guy like Breeze would be overdrafted because of me. Okay. I, I mean, okay. like people are gonna be like, "Oh, I take Drew Breeze over Carson Wentz." 
dude, Drew Brees, like they haven't thrown that many touchdowns. Like, and, and one, he's not going to give you a bunch of like long touchdowns anymore because he can't throw that far. Because he can't throw. Yeah, my sleeper again, some guy, a guy I think is just going to be underdraft is Jared Goff. I think he's going to put up numbers, um, but again, he's not. He's not in your top twelve quarterback, so he can be. You can get him late in your draft. You know, tenth, eleventh round. And, you know, if you need to start him, you can start him. He'll, he, he can get you, ten, you know, 25 points if you have to. My overdrafted guy is probably going to be Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think that Steelers passing off really? is, that, is that good at all. I think the Steelers will be okay. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to throw for, like, 4,000 yards, like old school Ben uh, Roethlisberger. Uh, no, because, one, I think they're, like, even with Ben, they'll realize that Juju's not a number one. Right. I, I mean, like, he's a good player, but Juju got so much less attention when Antonio Brown was there. So, yeah. I, I mean – but I yeah no like 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 Ben Ben's a good pick because it's a name and he's coming yeah, back name. he's less fat he like he shaved his beard <laughs> so people are gonna be like oh let me jump on Ben yeah yeah uh, running backs let me run through mine real quick um I'll go, I'll go ten to one Austin Eckler uh, James Mixon uh, Miles Sanders at eight Nick Chubb I have uh, Derrick Henry Alvin Kamara Dalvin Cook at four wow Saquon. you have Cook high. Yeah, Saquon three, uh, Zeke two, and Christian McCaffrey one. Christian McCaffrey is amazing. Okay, uh, just a couple guys that I have like that are different. I have at ten Clyde Edwards Hilaire because Ooh. I mean, or or just just know him as the dude who plays next to Patrick Mahomes yes. and, and, and and catches. So I I mean like he's gonna get a lot of touches in that offense. I, I think I I have Jacobs over Sanders, okay. and I have um just um Saquon two and Zeke three. Okay, I like that. My sleeper, or again, lower drafted guy, Chris Carson. Chris Carson's pretty. I mean, he was pretty consistent last year. Like Chris Carson, Chris Carson gets you points. Yeah, he'll no, be number and, one running back, but he'll get you points. And they love running the ball, mm-hmm. so he he should get a bunch of volume. A guy who I like, like he's in a top ten, but I feel like he can move up in that top five category because they have a quarterback now and mm-hmm. they have some weapons. Is is Joe Mixon? Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like Joe Mixon. Again, and finally, this is the second or third year in a row. Just get off the Le'Veon Bell bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, Le'Veon no. Bell's done. Forget it. Forget him. He's out. He's done. Um, I, I'll run through my wide receivers again real quick. Again, do I have 10? I think I might have nine. I might be missing one. But anyhow, I go from nine to one. Uh, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, and number one, Michael Thomas, he gets, gets way too many catches. So he's he's my number one guy. Yeah, no, I, I like I don't have much difference in that other than I have I have I I, I have Kenny Galladay in my at seven. I might I have, have Kenny, him at Yeah, yeah. So I I mean like <clears throat> I feel like there's not much separation between like five and ten. I, I mean like after like and I don't like I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is anymore. Like, I know people want to say oh Devontae Adams is top five, but like and I know they pass a lot, but I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to get this year. He hasn't been – he's been just okay for the last couple of years. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, nothing for nothing. You know, he, I mean, he had 26 touchdowns, which is decent, but it's not Aaron Rodgers' level. What of, is of, what, of what's wild that now we didn't pick Aaron Rodgers in our top 10 quarterbacks? But he was like – he would be like – in the, the, well, he was the 10 top. for me. He was 10 for me. Uh, he was 10 for me. Okay, but yeah. like <laughs> – But still, you remember I the mean, the years he was like top two? Yeah, he was, like people were picking him over running backs. Yeah, yeah, no. Aaron Rodgers was like like a like a round two, round three pick, which is crazy back then. Um, really quick, my sleeper wideouts, not really sleepers again, lower drafted guys. Um, two guys, Jarvis Landry and T. Y. Hilton. I think they're going to be pretty decent this year. Again, motivated uh, Baker Mayfield, like you said, Jarvis Landry should get a thousand yards, and Philip Rivers doesn't stink. I mean, Philip Rivers should still get T. Y. Hilton some yards. Yeah, no, I think you know what? He's another undervalued guy. He's on a one year deal. They play in a dome. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they have a good defense. Hopefully, Phil can cut down those those awful turnovers that he's just had for like years now. So yeah, no, I, I mean, like I, I really feel like at the end of like the draft, you can get a lot of ser- serviceable quarterback that can like I, I mean like like Ryan yeah. Tannehill. Yeah, yeah, no, there, there's there's value there's value later in the draft on running backs and wide receivers. You can you can find some guys. So number two and number three receivers and running backs in this draft, 100%. All right, we got like two minutes left. I do want to ask you before we go about the unwritten rules of baseball. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a home run, a grand slam. You didn't slam. know about Fernando Tatis until this week? For, does he, did I know? No, no. I like I knew about Fernando Tatis Jr. I did yeah. not know what he looked like. Oh, until well, now this you week. know. Now everyone knows because he broke the rules. He hit a grand slam. You're not supposed to hit a grand slam. 
Chris Domingo, what do you think about the unwritten rules of baseball? The unwritten rules of baseball is why I don't like baseball anymore. I, I, I mean, the, that in a nutshell, I hate the unwritten rules. They were written by a bunch of crotchety. No, no. Oh, they weren't written. They, 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 weren't, they, were, no. not, they were not written by a bunch of old dudes. No offense to old dudes. But I mean, like, when this is why baseball cannot get out of its way. It's like, this is what the NBA promotes. This is what the NFL, like, the NFL went out of its way to say, celebrate, because we want you to celebrate. Because remember for the longest time, there was that, oh, you couldn't celebrate in the NFL. Now, right. people do four tops impersonations. Like, I, I mean, like, come Even on. Even line dances. Yes. So, I mean, more, more personality is always good, except in baseball, who can't do anything, right? I, I mean, like, it's all, for me, it's a miracle they still have the season going on. I mean, somehow. But I mean, like, this, and... I just don't know, like, it, will we will, will they ever get past this unwritten rule thing and just say we're going to throw this unwritten book in in the trash? No, because again, like you like it's like you said, these were these were quote unquote written by you know older guys stuck in their ways, but a lot of younger guys still subscribe to these rules. Like again, yeah, have, they do. You have you have Fernando Tatis's manager said that he did the wrong things. Like, fam, like what are we talking about? Like, you can't you can't constrain one of the one of the bright young stars of your town ta- of your of your league what are you gonna tell him rules what are you gonna tell him not swing yeah so yeah apparently apparently his own manager told him not to swing which again whatever so unwritten rules of baseball are stupid hopefully the sixer season is over by the time we're on these radio airways next time because this season's stupid um (laughs) but thank you guys as always for tuning in again 106.5 fm wppm lp philadelphia i'm roy burton mr domingo take us out please have a nice weekend everyone see you guys Keep all your entertainment options centered with Xfinity X1. Access live TV, Netflix, and now Hulu and Peacock. Ah, streaming zen. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock memberships required. Getting your flu shot at ShopRite is easy and free with most insurance plans. This year more than ever, it's important we get vaccinated. So stop by your ShopRite pharmacy today.